Welcome to Ram and Sam back again. Another week, but different topic. Last week we were focusing more on NFL, you know, just happy that football is back, some kind of football, but you know, once you watch past the first quarter, it starts getting ugly, you get no names, people are probably getting cut. Well, NBA decided to take advantage. Big, big news with arguably the face of the league. I mean, people always talk about who's the face of the league, but we all know it's LeBron. Big contract. Your first thoughts, Bram, when you heard this huge contract, is it something you saw coming? You saw LeBron leaving. What 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 was in the what was in the in the in the horoscope for the Lakers? And also at the time that we are recording this, the NBA schedule, the full schedule dropped mere mere hours ago. So the day is the day is really an NBA day in the middle of the beginning of football season. And you're right, LeBron James. I guess is a Laker for the long term, short term. I guess the long term in the new, the new NBA now is two years with the ability to leave whenever he wants. I'm not surprised. I've been saying if the Lakers had to choose a star to build around, they just should choose LeBron over Davis, anyways. And that's not what they're doing here, but they are still choosing LeBron in a sense to lock him down, keep him through what, 2024, 2025, give him the ability to stay through 2024, 2025 at least and gives them a chance. Does it give them a chance to get Bronny at that time? How does that line up, Sam? Is that, are the timelines colliding there? Let's see here. Cause I think Bronny finishes high school this year and then um, he'll have, uh, he's, he's so yeah, he's graduating this year. And then he can have one more year, you know, one because you need one year attached from high school. So it's I mean, it'll be because he'll have this year, next year. So, yeah, the when that player option comes up uh, after the 20, yeah, 2024 season, LeBron could dip and go wherever Bronny gets drafted. And this is the correct thing for LeBron to do, because, yes, when Mm -hmm. when Bronny comes into the league, you know, his playing with him will be his primary focus. Until then, LeBron needs to be on the Lakers. We've already said this on this show time and time again, but, you know, he's not to the level where it's just like, oh, LeBron and anybody, give him J.R. Smith and Iman Shumpert and whoever else yes. going to the NBA Finals. Like, it's just, it's not that anymore. A couple seasons ago, they lost to the Suns in the first round of the playoffs in that situation. This past season, they're not even in the playoffs. And yes. LeBron... He's not at that at that level anymore where it's clear yeah. far and above and beyond. You know, there are other guys now that are capable of taking him out. And he needs the stage that the Lakers present him to be the most, you know, the, the biggest star in the league. You still call him the face of the league. L.A. allows him to still be that. It allows yeah. him to be the businessman off the court as well. So he needs to be on the Lakers just as much as the Lakers need LeBron James because they're the most, they're the richest team in, in the league. And yet they can't pay for a roster that can even get them to the playoffs. So they still need LeBron exactly. to get people interested in this team. So it just, it's the right thing for everybody to do all the way around. But at this price, so getting a little bit into details, it was a two year extension, a 97.1 million dollars. 
And he, if he run, picks up that option, he'll be making $50.4 million at 39 years old. But the thing is, at the end of the day, it's LeBron, and it's worth it, and we all know it is. But that's still a lot of money. I mean, it's it's a, it's a fat paycheck. He's now what the most? He's the highest earnings of any NBA player in NBA history ever. I mean, we all saw that coming. We knew that was going to happen at some point in his career. And what? It's it's LeBron James. What am I going to say, Sam? What are you, what are you trying to rope me in into? I don't it's know. Like, I don't know. You know, you just think about it a little bit. You're like, very sure. So let's see here. Looking at the Lakers uh, rap sheet. Let's see here for this next year. It looks like so for that next season, LeBron will be at 46 and then Anthony Davis at 40. And uh, they got no one else signed. I guess Russell Westbrook last. He's an expiring contract. Jalen Horton Tucker. Uh, I think Horton Tucker's there. And then LeBron and AD are the only ones who, and they both have player options for 2025. Horton Tucker. uh, Let's see here. So Horton Tucker, he's making 10 mil this year. And then next year. Oh yeah. He's still, he has a player option for 11 mil next season. And then, yeah, it's just AD and LeBron. But anyway, regardless, this team is still like solely built around LeBron and AD. And they could both leave in two years. I mean, if Bronny goes to another team, which is a very high likelihood he could, um, he could be gone. And then AD has a player option. They haven't locked him up. They haven't made it, you know, they haven't made a commitment to him as a player, as their star, as their cornerstone. So... It's it's a very high likelihood that in you know four or five years the Lakers are a tanking team. That's fine, because that'll be in, in four to five years. That's four to five years of LeBron James. That's still a lot of money coming in. I mean, it all it'll all be it'll all be fine, and, and it's the Los Angeles Lakers. But what I mean are they gonna are they gonna make the are they even gonna make the playoffs this year, Sam? Are they gonna be in the mix for the play-in game? I don't know. I mean, I you if they're healthy, that's the end of the day. If they're healthy, if we have AD healthy, and if he's playing at the level he can, and LeBron's healthy, they're going to be at least playing game, at least. Now they do have to figure out this Westbrook thing because that could really hemorrhage their uh, season, really stop it from going anywhere. And a lot of these teams are improving each year, but. You know, I've just got to believe that LeBron at least is going to drag this team to the playoffs. Now, the question is, can LeBron stay healthy? He's getting older every year, you know, more wear and tear. And, you know, AD is already acting like he's 50 already with how much he plays. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to be up to injury issues, whether they play or not. You know, Devin Ham isn't going to force them to do anything. So it's going to be up to them. And, you know. Last year, they didn't make the cut. And, you know, LeBron, it's got to be brooding on LeBron. He had to hear it all year. And we've seen 80 in the gym. So I just I just got to believe because that's that's all we got. LeBron James on the Lakers since he's been there. 2018-19, he played 55 games. The next season, 67 games, 45 games, 56 games. Like, he hasn't necessarily been healthy since he's been there. Yeah. Hasn't even played 60 games one time. 
LeBron's like a low key injury prone since he's been, been on the Lakers. Like he's missed, missed a lot of time. And like we said, they just outside of the bubble season, they haven't even really been a top team. Not only, not, not only have they not been like a non competing team, they just haven't been like a top playoff team. Like they've struggled to make the playoffs. So I just, I don't really, I don't, I don't know what to think of this team mm-hmm. outside of we have to re quarantine and they go back and we go back into a two month sprint. Because mm-hmm. that's the only time we've seen, that's the only time we've seen them have success. But I mean, it's the question I'll be asked over and over again if they tank in four or five years, was it worth it? Was it worth it in the long term to have instead of building it out with all the young players and maybe having sustained success to go all in with AD and go for a quick ring, not a quick ring, but go for, you know, easy upfront reward for a long-term screwing over your team. I mean, if you saw the future and if way back then as a GM, if you're a Palenka and you knew all this was going to happen, would you still pull the trigger on the AD trade? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent to get Le- to keep LeBron happy to at least give yourself a chance to win titles. Like you have to do it. Yeah, a hundred percent. You have to do it. Is it was it was it risky? Just because it was it was such a heavy price. Yeah, yeah, it was. Well, the long term effects of it, you know, like you said, will it hurt? Will it benefit the Lakers? Who knows? But do you have to do it? Yeah, I mean, you have you have yeah. to do it. hundred percent. You have to do it. No, definitely. I mean, I do agree. You know, at the end of the day, you got to do it. And you know, who knows things change and maybe AD stays healthy, but LeBron is staying at least in LA for one more year, huge contract, which he's deserved. So it's nice to see LeBron, you know, he's making, making that money. So at least they took care of business and um, we don't have a whole lot of questions. Yeah, but you mentioned, like you mentioned, the NBA schedule is out. And, you know, obviously we're not going through all 82 games. But opening night, there are some interesting, interesting matchups. Um, 76ers taking on the Celtics, the Lakers playing the Warriors. So I'm, I'm definitely excited for uh, the start of, of the year. Is there any game that you have circled in red? Anything, any interesting games that you've seen in the in the schedule, Ren, even with the Spurs? The Spurs? The Spurs. Four nationally televised games. On oh, ESPN. okay. One on ESPN. I think DeJounte Yikes. Murray comes back to San Antonio on March 19th. We have the uh, the tampering new look 76ers to open the, bas- the NBA regular season, right? You said Philly, Boston? Yeah, Philly, Boston. Under investigation for cheating, for getting their team right now. Daryl Morey, like, just had to pull up the basketball reference page from his 2018 team. It was like, wait, who was on that? Who was on that team again? Let, Which let me, team? Dan, Daniel House. Let me let me bring him back with James Harden, PJ Tucker. Let me go. Let me go grab him. Hey, might as well run it back. I mean, you have the same GM. You know, who knows? I mean, I don't understand why they're going for tampering. I mean, they know it obviously happened and come on, like it's, it'll be interesting. I'm kind of excited to see, you know, an off season after an off season with Embiid and Harden, you know, what will happen? Cause Harden's just been monstrous, you know, in his play, he's been great. And, you know, 
who knows if great. Harden can. Harden? Or not Harden, Embiid. Sorry. Yeah, Embiid. He's been going crazy, you know, second second MVP, you know, prime years, Hall of Fame level seasons from what he was playing. And, you know, it's good to that he finally has someone who potentially, you know, has shown, he has shown to be a superstar. Obviously, we haven't seen that with injuries and stuff and him getting old. Um, but maybe he can get back to an all-star level, you know, maybe all NBA even with his passing and stuff. And young Tyrese Maxey, if he can make another step, I mean, that team's really interesting. But we already know, you know, the Celtics were in the finals last year and they're looking for revenge. They got better. So it's it's going to be a very good opening night, you know, getting it started. I think they also were starting last last season as well. Um, I think they're opening night as well. So that'll be nice. And then, you know, the California matchup, California rivalry, I guess now. I don't know if it's really rivalry, but. LeBron and Curry. You can't go wrong with LeBron and Curry. Been too big a star. They have to play. Match. They have to play. Yeah. I know. They already I'm got bumped for Christmas. I mean, it feels like that was a, a must, must have Christmas matchup. Yeah. Of course, this year that's not happening. But opening night, still LeBron versus Steph, still the number one versus number two Easily. player in the league. Yes, sure. So, and you know, there's a whole lot of other matchups going on. You know, Pelicans against the Nets, whole lot of stuff. We'll see if KD will stick stick around um, for that. Um, something interesting, weird take, I guess. Apparently, Giannis claimed that you know maybe he he wants to move to Chicago from one small market to another. I just thought it was interesting that you know all the time people complain about how stars go from small markets to big markets but hey maybe he'll just go to another big market you know try to take uh mj's title who knows i don't know it's it's it was just a weird weird thing out of left field for especially a guy who's known to be so locked in and hardcore all the time i don't know if he had any he's he's never (laughs) slipped up with like with like the loyalty of all in on Milwaukee thing, he's never really ever alluded to leaving, and he's always always made it seem like he's going to be one of the guys that just stays with the franchise the entire time. In an era when just guys we they don't do that anymore. Who exactly. does that? Nobody's gonna stay. Even like Tame and Brown in Boston, like who knows that? Any any day those well not any day, but you know any time in the future those guys. Could be separated. Those guys could move on and go to different franchises. It seems like Giannis is going to be locked in for Milwaukee his entire career. He's never alluded to going anywhere else. And Sam, he just for some reason is like, oh yeah, I don't know, Chicago. Mm-hmm. I might go play there. Exactly. No, it was it was a little weird out of nowhere, but some good segue, Giannis. We're, we're looking, you know, now that the season's around the corner, you know, a couple months. Started looking at the NBA awards and um, number one, uh, number one, uh, according to ESPN panel, number one chance for MVP is Giannis with 33% of the votes. Um, I know you have the odds up there, uh, Rem. Who, who do you have as a winner for the MVP, uh, according to the odds? FanDuel right now, Donch is leading in the odds. He is plus 460. He does every year. Embiid is plus 550. Giannis is third. You can get him plus 650. Oh, really? Plus, 
You say a plus six fifty? Pretty, pretty juicy. Pretty interesting. Six to uh, one's not too bad. Giannis, best player in the league, third best odds. Exactly. With Chris, cash money, Chris getting on. I don't know. It's kind of weird that every single year Doncic has to be always the favorite every year, and he's never like he's he sometimes he's close, but like never a serious candidate. Like you know, and at some point he'll hit that, obviously, but. I don't. I don't even know. I. I don't understand it every year why he's such a clear favorite in the odds in the off season, even before he got all jacked this year. Especially since he's still so young. Like, don't guys win the yeah. MVP when they're like 26, 27? He's still still like twenty. He's twenty four. I don't. I don't understand it. Like, because it's like, bro. I understand. Yeah, yeah, no, Giannis is in the prime of his career, back-to-back MVPs. And with Doncic, like, I understand, you know, his team and the way it's built for him, but I just don't see it. Anyway, and that segues into, I don't know, we go a little e- easy, you know, we don't pressure on these picks, don't have to be locked in, but we're just saying, gun to the head, you have to pick right now. Who's your MVP? And I'm going with Jason. T- no, uh, I'll probably... I think I'd go with Joel Embiid. I think last year a lot of people wanted to give it to him anyway, but you know, Jokic was just going crazy. And I think he's going to end up winning it this year, especially if his team is better with Harden playing decent, but not overbearingly. I mean, that that makes that makes sense as a pick. Embiid is arguably was the MVP last season. But as if you're betting in the odds, he's plus 550. Would you want to? bet on Embiid to stay healthy for a full season. I just feel like season to season going in, Embiid's one of those guys, I don't know if you can, can commit to him to stay healthy for a full season. I'm not saying he's not going to. I'm just saying it. Yeah. You know, you're, but if he plays like 75 games, your harder three, money. I mean, if he stays if he stays healthy for a couple more games than he did last year, I think he's beating Don or Jokic. I mean, what, 75 out of 82, you know? If he plays most of them. I could see him winning it. I don't know. Who do you have as the MVP? I mean, you can get Jokic at 10 to 1 feels unlikely that he's going to win again. Because he's won the last two years, right? Or just last year? He, he was back-to-back, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So Three and times in a row, he's got the fourth yeah. best odds. That just doesn't feel like they hate that's going to happen. Gonna... Voters hate I mean, the triple. Is there any love for Jaw? You can get him at 15 to 1 right now. That's an interesting pick, but, you know, he's helped a lot by his team, you know. You're big on the Grizzlies, though. I don't know. The the teammate stuff doesn't matter. He's not in a Durant-Curry situation. I feel like he's clearly the number one on that Grizzlies team, and if they step up and they become the number one seed in the West, maybe they have the best record in the whole league. John Morant's 28-10. and I mean, I can see it, but, like, the way that team is built, you know, he, he needs his teammates. I think, like, if you take John Morant out of the Grizzlies kind of thing, you know, that exercise, I think that's where you start to – his case gets really hurt because it's like I think the Grizzlies are still a very good team without him. But, if, um, but I mean, they, even- they destroyed the world champions at home without John Morant. I mean – even still, if if they're the best team in the league, 
and you want to give the MVP to somebody on the best team in the league, you're still going to give it to their best player. Their best player is John Moran. I don't understand how having a good team hurts John Moran's chances at winning the MVP. I mean, I, don't, I mean, I, don't, I usually behind Steph. Stuff, I'm just saying he's buying Steph right now. Steph in the regular season. I get Steph in the playoffs. Steph in the regular season. You think he's going to be gunning for league MVP at this stage in his career? He's in the LeBron James stage. He understands how to pace himself through the regular season to get to the playoffs, to win the title, a la, I don't know, a couple months ago when he just did it. I mean, you can get, you can get, you can get Morant for less odds. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. I get your point. I just feel like the best player on the best team usually doesn't work out to be the MVP. I mean, we have what Jimmy Butler last year, Devin Booker. You know, last couple of years, it's always, you know, a decent player, you know, the, obviously the number one option on a solid team, which, you know, usually results in whoever it's it, because the team around them is so good. It's like, well, then it's kind of hard to give it to that person because I think it should go to the most valuable player. And John Moran, if his team is good, will be the most valuable player, obviously, for his team. But I don't think he's the most valuable. He's not bringing the most value to his team in the league. And so that's where I think you run into guys like I think Joel Embiid, especially the reason that 76ers will be good is because Joel Embiid. I mean, no matter how good the guard backcourt will be, which it will be good. I mean, their defense, it's going to be rough. Just, you know, it's not Maxie's strong point, And we already know with James Harden. So, I mean, it's going to, I mean, if you took Joel Embiid out of that team, it'd be a mess. That's why Jokic won last year just because of, you know, how much he was because everybody was as that load. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, Facundo was playing, you know, clutch minutes. So that's, that's my argument at the end of the day is it should go to the most valuable player to their team in the league because that's what it's called. And that's why I'd go with, uh, uh, what's his face. That's why I'd go with Joel Embiid. I don't know why I blanked out his name right there. Um, but if I was betting, yeah, I'd definitely go with John Murray. You know, go interesting. You think about Zion Williamson at 36 to one right now. A little bit, a little bit, but that's another of like his team is just so good around him, like Ingram and all that. You can make argument, you know, is it really him? His team made the playoffs. They knocked out. They almost knocked out the Suns. They didn't almost Man. knock out the Suns. I mean, they, they hung with them in some games and Ingram was able to, to get to his spot on the court a lot. Ingram was able to do that. That was good. I don't think they almost beat Crazy. the Suns. I think it was, I think it was close, but all right. I mean, Chris Paul couldn't shoot the ball. It's true. It was, it's, it's, true. Crazy. it's true. Um, next award, rookie of the year. This one's usually one of my favorites, just because you have no idea who could pop off. Um, and people are loving Paolo Boncaro. Half of the panel is giving him a first place vote. Holgren got 16% AIV at five. Is there, what, what are, what are we talking about with the odds? Are we, what we're looking at? Because I kind of want to see Keegan Murray's odds. His summer league, Iowa product, you know, got to support the boy. What I'm guessing Boncaro though is number one on the odds. You are correct. Sam Bancaro is number one. He's three to one right now. Plus 300. Holmgren plus 420. Keegan Murray 
has the same rookie of the year odds as Giannis has MVP odds. He's plus oh. 650. So I don't know if you want to make, you know, odds comparisons, basketball comparisons, whatever impact comparisons, Keegan Murray and Giannis are the same in some aspect. But I mean, plus 650, he's not number one. So that's, that's tempting. He's double, almost, almost twice as interesting as Paolo Bancaro's odds. Matherin's 12 to one right now. That's but that's a little interesting. I think what's more interesting is how far Jabari Smith has fallen. I mean, where is he on the odds? I mean, he's down here with he's right behind Keegan Murray. Matherin. Yeah, but still for third pick, you know, people who considered a better version of Keegan Murray, you know, I, I don't know. I definitely felt like a lot of people, you know, were knocking Keegan for his athleticism and now maybe some people have him over Jabari Smith that that's an interesting flip, which, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see this next year who performs better. Obviously, you know, I'm in Murray's camp just because of, you know, being an alum from here, but I think, I think that's pretty interesting because I thought it was just general consensus that Jabari was better than Keegan and even Ivy and Ivy is, you know, third right now. I, it's just interesting to see the movement and the, in this pat in the in the in the rankings and see where where these guys end up end up. Do you think the consensus is off Jabari for the long term though, or people understand for this season? Like Keegan, Keegan was the the number one bucket getter in college basketball last year. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be. He steps right into summer league, does the same exact thing. He's gonna be able to step into the league, and he's gonna be able to get his shot up in the league as well. Jabari, we understand with what he brings to the court is going to take time to develop. Like, do but are people off him for the long term though? Like, are people like, I don't know, maybe Keegan, maybe, maybe. this is maybe this is the guy. Is that is that what's happening here? I think I think Summer League did a lot of that, you know, hyped him up. We'll see how he is this next year. You know, I think I think definitely with you know, where he was playing at, you know, it was just so much focus was on him, you know, as a player. Now he's actually just getting space. So he's actually, you know, he's, it's a lot more freeing. It's kind of interesting. You know, a lot of these top college players are like, yeah, NBA is easier because, you know, I'm not the number one guy focused on, you know, circled on the board since day one. And then I, and so I, I definitely could see why Keegan is popping off. And I, I think he might be, you know, I think he was forced a lot more to score for his team than Jabari, who had his guards take over for him. You know, I think Keegan, they went to Keegan more just because they knew he could score. And I think he was under a lot more pressure situations, you know, and we'll we'll see. I mean, maybe Murray, I think Murray definitely is pro more pro ready. And maybe after this year, Jabari might develop into a better prospect. I don't know. I think it's closer than people think. Um, you were but- saying that all through the draft, too. I know. You've been it's saying closer. it all along. I understand people don't like his athleticism, but I don't see like Jabari Smith really jumping out of the gym. Now, he's a great athlete. Both these guys are obviously world-class athletes, obviously. But I don't think it's such a gap. We're not talking like, you know, rookie Westbrook to, you know, you know Chris Paul here. Like, it's 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 closer than that. So, I, I think that, you know, Keegan right now, it's, it's I mean, whoever's more pro-ready tends to have a better, obviously, rookie year. So, for this award, I definitely I'd go with the hometown guy. I don't know, you know, maybe Boncaro. 
it's it's going to be weird. I think it's going to be harder for him to fit into his team. I don't know, maybe with the Kings too, because Fox just took over the keys. It's going to be a whole mess. I don't think any of these guys is going to go into a team and automatically become the number one option because each of those teams have someone who they think has more potential or they have people who think they have more potential. Like the Magic have Cole Anthony, still have Suggs who think they should have the ball. You know, Holgren, they have Shea. Pistons, they have K, you know, Kings have um, Fox. The Rockets just got Jalen Green last year. And, you know, the Pacers, that's a whole nother thing. Oh, Anthony's going to come in and take away from Bancaro. I mean, I get, I get the jokes. I get that Cole Anthony is an alpha, you know, an alpha mindset basketball player, but Bancaro is, Bancaro is one of the most talented uh, prospects that have come out in a little bit. He's, Bancaro is a really good player. I like Bancaro. I think Bancaro is going to come in and clearly be the number one on this team. I don't think there's, I just personally, I don't think there's going to be a problem there. And I think he is a player that, is able to assimilate and play with different types of players. I don't think people give him credit for that. Mm-hmm. You know, Mobley, Mobley from last year's class, people, you know, he's versatile. He can play with a lot of guys. Jabari Smith was that way this year. Chet, it's like you can put those guys in to any team. They can fit anywhere. Bankera, I think, is is just along with those guys. I think he's unique. I think he you know, can dominate aspects of the games at, at times, but I think he can he can fit where you need him to play. We saw him do it at Duke. He would go from, hey, let me get everybody involved to, oh, yeah, I'm also the number one guy here on this team of all five-star guys. Let me take over and let, let me put yeah, the game on my get- back here. We saw him bounce back and forth between that. And it was that feel of the game that made him one of the most special players. You know, it made him, it made him the number one guy in the draft, at <laughs> least for, for me and I know for other draft people as well. So yeah. I, I don't think Ben Carroll is going to have a problem there. But. I don't know. You're right. Keegan Murray has definitely made it look interesting. Jalen Williams, the uh, the Thunder, picked him at 12. The first Jalen Williams they picked, not the second. Not the second one. Oh, he's he on the uh, rods. He's a uh, 42 to one right now. He's oh an interesting guy. I liked him in summer league. He was uh, he was interesting. It seems like he's just gonna come in and make an impact right away. Mm-hmm. But we're both in on Boncaro. He's probably gonna win it. Maybe. I mean, that would be my my early guess. Yeah, no, same. I, I, yeah, he probably so hands 55 to one. Yeah, mm, interesting. Throw a little money real quick. Coach of the year again. Um, I'm trying to remember who won at this last year. Was it Eme or Monty Williams? Monty Williams. Oh, he did win it. That's yikes. Okay, this year, number one is the homie Eme Adoko. I think he should have won it last year. Just I agree. A little, little I agree. Team, you know, dragging that team. I mean, way ups and down. I didn't even know Monty really won it. He didn't win it the year before when they went to the finals. Monty won it this past year. Am I wrong? I mean, it. Yeah. Let me let me see. Let's get it on this. Maybe, maybe, but they didn't take a step up really, though. Maybe it's like a award that's a year off. Who else would have won it? Jason Kidd. Yeah, I guess Monty won it. What? Yeah, Monty wanted. Well, they won sixty. They won sixty plus games last year. Like they were unbelievable in the regular season. Yeah, they were better the year, not last year, but the year before. Though I personally felt like, but yeah, Tom Thibodeau won it with the Knicks. Oh yeah, and that whole Bing Bong nonsense. Oh my goodness. Okay, all right. Well, that's wrong. Anyway, so uh, 
Ime, Ime is number one. Tyron Liu, two. Spolstra, three. You know, Willie Green, uh, Jason Kidd. I think Willie Green is interesting, you know. Yeah. Just flipping around. Um, with them back healthy, kind of interesting. I do think that, you know, they might retroactively give Yodoko the award, especially if they have another good season and a deep run, just because of what he's done with that team. Any surprise picks? I mean, they have Finch here, Malone, Devin Ham. I mean, there's some. There's still names out there. What are Steve Nash's odds right now? Oh my goodness, I don't know. I I'm looking at what the panel's saying, but here, let's look at. We can look up the odds real quick. Coach of the year, Steve Nash. Is Steve Nash more likely to win Coach of the Year or be first coach fired this season? That's tough. He might already be fired. If it's what's going on in Durant, right now. Yeah, Durant has his way. He might already be out. I mean, Brooklyn has come out and said that they're not trading him. But Durant, I just don't I don't understand the power play here where, you know, now all of a sudden we're into August. The season's coming up. Is he is he panicking and just you know, is this his last, his second last ditch effort to get out where he goes, you know, now you have to pick between Nash or me, either fire Nash or I'm not coming back. And then some stuff comes out about him retirement. And of all the, of all the stuff that has been leaked in this Brooklyn, in this Brooklyn ordeal, Durant comes out and squashes the little beef about him retiring and nothing else, which I think is very telling about all of the other information that has also been leaked. And you know, Brooklyn's like, wait a second, this guy has what three, four years left on his deal. We're just we're not trading him. So Steve Nash, who knows what that even means for his future as well. It's just the whole thing is turning out to be a mess. And we just thought we just saw him for a whole season deal with a Ky- a Kyrie induced mess. And is this season, Sam, is this gonna be a Durant induced mess? This whole season. The season before that, it was a hard induced mess. Yeah. No, who knows? I mean, the Nets have been have been a mess since pretty much year one. You know, nothing. It's never gone quite right. You know, there was those couple, maybe a couple of days where they're all healthy and all clicking. And then injuries happened. And ever since then, it's just been always one thing after another. And it just never seems like they could get on their feet. And, um, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't pick Nash. You know, it's an interesting thought, you know, but it's. I mean, this is this team is a very, very fragile, uh, fragile situation. And if he's able to make a deep run with them, he definitely deserves it. I just don't think they will. So I also saw Taylor Jenkins down here since we're loving on the Grizzlies. Who knows? But what did they um, have for kid? Did they say? Um, let's see, because I think I did see kid on this list. No. Oh, yeah. They had him fourth. Um, 5.6% people were loving on kid. So who knows? Who knows? Because I, yeah, it's, it, I mean, with coach of the year, it's always kind of weird, you know, cause it's like, you know, last year does usually count a little bit, you know, a little bit of history of how good the team has been in the past. And then you have that on top of this year as well. And, um, you know, it's also what about other Dwayne, coaches like as Dwayne well. Casey for the Pistons. Oh my goodness! Don't give him another one, please. A super to... long shot. Let him keep his job, guys. Can't let him. I can't fire him from the 
Pacers. That was crazy. It seems like they might have just won the draft. I mean, they brought in Ivy and Duran. They might have, you know, struggled twice. Who knows? Compare them both with Cade. Dwayne Casey, like you said, he's been coach of the year before. He's been in the playoffs. He knows how to turn a team around. It's just it, maybe it's a long shot. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I mean they'll have to show something this year. Um, but if you had to pick one one coach, who would you go with? Is Steve Kerr? When was has Steve Kerr ever won like coach of the year? I think he's won a couple recently. Like he won some votes here by the panel. It might be this might be a Taylor Jenkins year. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Taylor Jenkins won. Yeah, no, same. If they're all healthy and going, uh, in twenty sixteen he won it. Or in twenty sixteen, Steve Kerr won the Coach of the Year. So what are I wonder what uh, Taylor Jenkins Coach of the Year odds are? Like what what would be a smarter bet? Do you think people would be more likely to give John Moran MVP? Or Taylor Jenkins, Coach of the Year, Taylor to reward Jenkins. the Grizzlies. Yeah, definitely. Jenkins. Maybe that would be the way to go. Yeah, I think I think especially if Embiid is dominating and people really, I think they really felt bad for him last year getting done in, and I think it will be a little bit of an apology to him to give him that MVP. And the way the Grizzlies play, I definitely give it to Jenkins. Yeah, but I could see him number one seed. You know, they make the conference finals or the finals, and who knows? It could be, could be uh, definitely his. So, next on the list, once my phone stops being frozen, I think we have Defensive Player of the Year. Of course, it's kind of funny seeing, you know, the picture here of Gobert, who, you know, he was saying, like, oh, I'm ready to take this team to the finals. What a mess. But... It looks like, you know, it looks like they're favoring him at first with 27.8 of the first place votes, um, which would make him one, the only, him, him, Ben Wallace, and Dikembe as the only four-time winners of the award, Defensive Player of the Year. Bam out of Biles here, Giannis, Mikhail, Draymond Green, Marcus Smart going back-to-back, which tied for with Robert Williams, his teammate. Then we got Embiid, Simmons, Drew Holiday. Um, Kawhi Leonard Davis. Any interesting, any interesting, anything that comes off the page for defensive play of the year? Any anyone you're going to be really looking at this year? I'm really liking the these Scotty Barnes odds. Hmm. I'm kind of surprised no one mentioned Thibel. Thibel, Thibel, sixty-five to one right now. Scotty Barnes, one hundred and ten to one. Sheesh. He has worse odds than. Or uh, I guess better odds, better odds than uh, than Mo Bamba. I love that you actually brought him up. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, most of these players, I mean, makes sense. Um, Did you see the clip of Scotty Barnes players. locking down James Harden? Oh no, I have not seen. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's not a prime James Harden though. So. And you really it's like not, it. but it was really good defense. It was, it was, I mean, yeah, it was great defense. It's locking down a, you know, an NBA all-star at least. I mean, Chet Holgram is 65 to one to win defensive player of the year right now. Chet Holgram might be the most dunked on NBA player in the league this season. Not He's going to get way, so just, shoved around. It's going yeah. to be funny. I'm trying to think like, 
Jokic is going to get like 101,000 on him. You said Mobley? Evan Mobley's 24 to 1. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's higher than I thought it'd be. But anyway, uh, do you have belief in the Timberwolves center <laughs> to make it four times, or are we going somewhere else? Are we talking Mikhail, Giannis? Bam. Yeah, I, I would, think I would really not, close to winning. I would not bet on Rudy Gobert. I would not pick Rudy Gobert. Four-time defensive player of the year. That's like really historic territory. Mm-hmm. And uh it would be it would be very interesting for the analytics people to move a player like Rudy Gobert into this very historic territory. You know what that would mean for the stats and contracts and all that stuff. Like who who knows, you know, what it means for giving up assets to get a guy like Rudy Gobert, what we just saw Minnesota do because Rudy Gobert has three defense player of the year trophies and he has you know, the resume, like we said, of a really great player, and that has to be accounted for when taking into his value. What that means, if he gets a fourth one, would be, uh, I, I don't know. But uh, I just can't imagine that they would give give Rudy Gobert that many defense player of the year. Yeah, no, he's, he's like not getting it. No, I don't think he's getting it. Um, I mean, that team, they had some good defensive moments this past year, but I think once people look at film, able to figure it out, and uh, I think they would tend to get exposed. So, you know, and it's kind of hard, even no matter how good Gobert is, if your team's average at best on defense, you know, it's kind of hard to justify that, which is partially why Marcus Smart won last year, just because of how good his team was. Um, I really want Mikhail Bridges to win. Um, I think Giannis might win it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Bam... Bam does lock up though, so it, it's close. I, I maybe Bam, you know, jumps over Giannis. Who knows? Or like in terms of the rankings, um, but I, I, I mean, I'm going with a safe, boring pick and going with Giannis. Dejounte Murray's eighty to one right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's in a role now where potentially defense could be the part of his game that is accentuated the most. Trey Young is the yeah. offense. And DeJounte Murray is the defense. Like, like who knows? And we've seen him, you know, first team all defense or second team all defense, I think. Yeah. One season. So we know he's able to get to that defensive, like that upper, upper tier, elite tier defensive ability. We know it's inside of him somewhere. Yeah. No, I mean, it's somewhere Didn't in Didn't they there. go guard again? Two seasons in a row. Oh. Guard doesn't win it since Gary Payton. Marcus Smart wins this past season. Is there any mm-hmm. chance they go back to back? I don't know. I think they'll go back to the big man. I yeah. I think they caught a lot of slack for picking Marcus Martin. and I think they'll go back to probably like one of the either Ford or a big man, um, just because it's way easier to pick him as a defensive player. You know, they're just bigger and they they have an easier time defending, and um, it's easy pick for them. So, um, who did you say you're you're picking for the award? Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. Okay, I like it. Spicy pick. Um, next is six man of the year. Looking at uh, you know, Jordan Poole is leading it right now, 77%. You know, Brogdon now is playing for the Celtics, so he's actually an interesting uh six man of the year for that. You know, he's John 14 Wall. to one right now. Yeah, I think he's very interesting. You know, maybe Tyler Hero wins it again. Cam Johnson did win it. Portis, Caruso, Caruso, Love, and Brandon Clark. 
Um, you know, Bones Highland, I see in here, Amphrey Simons. I don't think Simons will be a six man. I think he'll be playing, playing, but who knows? But I really like these odds for Brogdon, you know. Uh, with Poole, I feel like he's a little too inconsistent. I think Brogdon has more stability, more consistency. There's just more you can do, um, especially with his playmaking. And so defense as well. He has some two-way yeah, upside. Exactly. So that's why I'd probably go with Brogdon. Um, I just always felt like he's a solid player. And there are times with those Bucks teams way back in the day, you know, before they won their ring that in the playoffs where he'd be the only one who could score it. Cause you know, I love Giannis, but he didn't have that, you know, quite that IQ like he has now. So you, you mentioned up. John, you mentioned John wall. Like they don't even have odds for John wall, but that's like a super interesting one. If they want to do like a, a John wall comeback season, potentially too, and reward him, reward him there. If he pops off the season that that could potentially be an interesting one. Christian Wood on FanDuel is listed on here at 27 to 1. I don't know if Christian Wood's going to be a six man, but if he is, that's another interesting one as well. Christian Wood in Dallas now, that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. So if he had to pick one, who are you picking? I like your Brogdon pick. That yeah. one makes a lot of sense to me. He is um, yeah, he seems he seems a little more ready than pool. I mean, in a six man of the year award battle, but he'll be important for that team and he'll be important for them in the playoffs as well. But I think the two-way thing will be uh, will be what separates him there. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, then moving on to the last one, most improved player. This one's always, you know, near impossible to pick, you know, just because we don't know who's going to improve the most. But, um, you know, just some interesting guys. We got our rookie class of two years ago now is eligible for this award. So we're getting Anthony Edwards. With 22%, Tyrese Halliburton, Jalen Brunson, uh, Jalen Green, who just got reinstated, Kevin Porter, uh, you know, Anyeka Okongwu, LaMelo Ball. So some interesting guys, some good talent here, young talent, Amphrey Simons. And soon enough, these guys will be big millionaires with, you know, whatever, you know, their huge houses and all that. But Elton um, Johnson? Huh? Elton Johnson. Yeah, that's for most improved. Maybe throw it in there. It's always interesting to get those third year, you know, the second year guys in there. And um, it seems like they're all young guys here. I don't really see any like Lou Will or older guys. So that's pretty nice to see. And, you know, obviously, I don't. Yeah, I'm kind of out on Obi Toppin. I'm not that Yeah, Kind of done with him. James um, Wiseman. If, from zero to something. <laughs> from, I mean, if he if he goes from zero points a game, from not playing to averaging, you know, 15, 16 points a game. Yeah. Nobody so else had a bit nobody else had a bigger increase. 15 point per game increase. Mm-hmm. No one had a better improvement. Yeah. Who knows? Um, this is one that I actually do like the number one in Anthony Edwards. Um, all these other teams, I mean, LaMelo Ball, maybe. Tyrese Maxey's very, very interesting. Um, you know, almost that if it were low enough odds, I'd probably, you know, put some money on it. But definitely, um, I, I definitely think Anthony Edwards is the most interesting option out of all of these. And I really want to see him improve because he's such a great guy. On and off the court. 
I like DeAndre Hunter at 85 to one right now. That one kind of jumps out to me. He will uh, be taking, you know, a roll step back in Atlanta with DeJounte Murray coming in, but the, the, the load will be lighter for him now. Hopefully it will be a little easy for easier for him and it will allow him to improve, take his game a step forward. I think Atlanta could have a good record this year. There could be times when, you know, either of the main guys are off the court and Hunter at times is the number two option. I think the path is there for him to have a successful season. I think uh, 85 to one is interesting odds. I DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, that's an interesting pick. Um, you know, I definitely think that I still don't trust the growth of players around Trey Young, you know, and seeing them develop. Now, he may come off the bench, you know, get some a lot of minutes without Young, be able to balance that out, and um, hopefully, you know, works with, um, with pieces there. But um, definitely with the Hawks, you know, Last year they had a rough year. Year they'll, I mean, they'll need DeAndre Hunter to step up if they want to be competitive again. Um, I mean, yeah, it's nice to have Dejounte Murray as well, um, but I always felt like Hunter was that final piece. And with Bogdanovich still there and all that, I mean, I, I, they'll be, they'll need, they'll probably look to him to step up. So he'll get a lot of chances too. Um, I don't and he'll think be going up against, enough for this reward, but still, he'll be going up against guys like Tatum and uh, Durant. You know, Paul George when they jump over and play teams from the uh, from the Western Conference. Mm. You know, the elite guys in the league, top talents at their position. So he'll have a chance to prove himself against the number one guys. Any love for Lonnie? I don't know Lonnie Walker, one hundred and twenty to one. He's on the Lakers now, playing with LeBron. Bro, I thought we were about to just sell Lonnie last podcast. Now we're back in. We're out. We're out. Yeah, we're we're totally out. So, um, I yeah. So you said you're going DeAndre Hunter. Sure, that that that's my pick for now. Well, like you said, it doesn't have to be super locked in. We can always change it. Yeah. Yep, that's why. Yeah, I'm sticking with Anthony Edwards, and I'm probably not changing it. Um, but yeah. Um, I think that should be about it for the pod. Um, we'll probably get into more NFL stuff later. There's a little nugs here and there of stuff going on, but nothing serious. You know, hopefully, you know, Christian McCaffrey is fine. They had a uh, fan injured during the practice. Um, you know, you got to watch out for him because he likes getting hurt. And, you know, Joe Burrow talking about his appendix rupture. And here's I thinking it happened just the other day, but it seemed like it was a little time ago. But it looks like he's fine. So, um, just some interesting NFL stuff, but keep an eye out for the uh, for the pod. I think we start power stuff. ranking next week. Yeah, we could we could start doing for that. the NFL. Yeah, I think it's about it's almost time. Like mm-hmm. we're what at this point three weeks away now from the start of the NFL season, so it's close. It's, it's very close. Yeah. No, but we'll definitely check out Spot Media for all your sporting needs. And um, we have our pods up. We have some interesting stuff up. And, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for more pods in the future, probably sometime next week. And thank you for listening.